0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Money with me, Mary Holm. Thanks for taking just a few minutes to listen in while Jesse Mulligan and I talk through some useful ideas about how to make your money work better for you. Just remember though, this is guidance. Final decisions are up to you. Over to Jesse. Hey
1: there, Mary. you're a Jesse. Good, very important topic. Can I share something with you a couple of times this week? Yeah. I've had people say to me, hey, I listened to uh, Mary Holm on your radio show every couple of weeks. And I said, oh, that's good. And they say, yeah, whenever I hear her, I think, oh, I must get around to getting out of that default account of mine. <laughs> yeah, I've been yes. saying that for three years, they tell me. Whenever oh. I hear Mary Holm, I feel guilty and think <laughs> I must get onto it. So, you know, receiving and understanding the advice is one thing, but if you're listening today and you're one of those people, maybe get in touch with us, actually. I'd like to know if it's a common problem, but 2101 is our text number. You've you got to act on this advice,
0: yeah. Now you and, had someone on procrastination the other day, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Author of the
1: book Soon, yeah, yeah. great name. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, because and actually, if you are a regular listener of Mary's, you will know that the sooner you act, the um, the better you'll do. And in fact, even a couple of years can make a massive difference in yeah. the end, thanks to compound interest. It
0: can. And and the main message I suppose to those procrastinators is that it's pretty easy. If you're talking about your KiwiSaver fund, say that you're in the wrong one in, in a default one or in another one that's not really right for you, all you have to do is go to the new provider. So use the KiwiSaver fund finder on Sorted to work out which is the best provider and then just email or ring or they approach the new one, the one that you've decided to go to and they... Will contact IID contact the old provider, and move the money for you. So th- I think that's something that puts people off a lot. You know, yeah. Like um, if you change banks, it's a, a nightmare. I've done that a couple of times in my life, it's a and little nightmare. really, yeah. yeah. But something like forget your broker
1: comp- telling you is going to save you four hundred bucks a year. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yes, it's like it's... they make it sound easy, but it's really, yeah.
0: It's often not, but. I think it's probably the government itself at the very beginning said to KiwiSaver providers, you've got we've got to set this up so it's easy for people to move, mm. and so it really is easy. So, you know, we're doing that at um, our house
1: at the moment, and it was really easy. We called the new provider and. Uh, and they've sent us the forms, and those forms are currently sitting on the bench where they've been for two weeks. But we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that, you know, as long as you keep them on the bench and don't put anything on top of them, yeah. Okay. In the end, they'll they'll start bugging you. And I we all know about the putting on top of. But problem. you'll be pleased
1: yeah. to hear that uh, we're not changing because I'm trying to time the market, Mary. I've learned. I'm
0: glad to hear about that, Jesse. Yes. Yeah. It's now the reason that I mean we we have talked about this before but we keep getting emails about it. You know, I get some and then you get some that you forward on to me. Um people just keep on and the thing is they don't always realise that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So by timing the markets I just mean they're having a bit of a look around at what's happening and we I'm talking housing as well as um shares or Kiwi Saver or whatever. They're seeing what's happening out there in the markets and they're saying, Oh, I think I don't really like this, I don't like that, I think I'll move and do something different, put my money somewhere yeah. else. And um, it doesn't work. It's not a good idea to keep to, to move your money on the strength of what's happening out there in the world. It's, I mean, mainly because most of the time people move too late. They see um, house prices going up or share prices going up, they say, I want to get into that market. And very often... You know, soon after or right around the time they get in, the market turns. They And we just can't ever predict what's going to happen. You know, we see a, a share market that's been going up and up, starting to go down. Mm. And that might mean it's going to go all the way down, a long, long way down. Or it might mean it was just a little blip and tomorrow yeah. it's going to go on back up again. And people, there really is no way, not even the experts can tell you, which way things are going going to go? Um, I saw one recent piece of research which is similar to this is to do with shares, similar to um, lots of other research that has much the same findings. But this one, this one was talking about putting ten thousand dollars into shares in in the um, in, in the American share market from the end of 2001 to the end of 2016 so we're talking over 15 years there and what they found is if if you put your ten thousand dollars in so it would be basically into say an index fund of American shares but the similar things would apply to New Zealand shares, Mm -hmm. world shares, whatever Um, so their ten thousand if you put that in at the beginning of that period and just left it there by the end of the period, the 10,000 would have turned into nearly 29,000. So and that that's a return of a, over 7% a year you would have got. Some years you would have made losses, but overall the average was 7% a year. But if you, in all of that time, in 15 years, if you had happened to be out of that the share market, because you'd looked at what had happened to the share market and said, oh, I don't like this anymore, I'm going to move my money into a... Um term deposit or or bank savings account. That's what people sometimes do. They say the market's not looking good. Going to sell the shares. Mm, um, somewhere safe or the share fund. Yeah, go somewhere safe. And then when it looks good, I'm going to move back again. And if you happened in the course of that 15 years to, to miss just the 10 best days, 10 individual days out of 15 years, if you happen to be out of the market for those 10 days, instead of your money growing from ten thousand to twenty nine, it would have grown to fifteen. So only about half, and your return would be about uh-huh. two point two point six percent a year instead of seven point three percent a year. It's hugely wow. different. Okay, so and, different.
1: and the point is that you don't know when those ten days are going That's to be. That's
0: exactly right. And and um, if if you missed the um twenty best days, you would have ended up actually with your ten thousand dollars. Less than ten thousand at the end of the fifteen. Can you years say that one again have, for me. So if if you missed the twenty best days, your ten thousand dollars would now be nine thousand something. It would mm. have been below. You would have actually lost money. Now, I mean, these this sort of research is a bit silly because that'd be terribly bad luck to miss all of the ten or twenty worst best days for to, to miss those, but. Nonetheless, you could miss quite a few of them. the The thing is that the share markets turn around really suddenly. You know, there's suddenly a really good day or suddenly a really bad day, and people just can't see them coming. So, if people get in and out of the move in and out of the markets, they very often miss out on quite a few of the good days. Mm. And and you know, the the very best days quite often happen actually at the very times people have moved out. There's been a drop in the share market over, you know, a week or two, and people are saying, oh, God, I just can't cope with this. I'm going to move my money out and put it into into, um, bank savings account, something like that, for the meanwhile. But that's, you know, sometimes the market seems to... Uh, together, the people in the market seem to have all said, "This has got crazy. We've sold too much. We're all going to get in and buy today." And mm-hmm. the market goes right up right when you're not in it. It's really a dumb idea to try and time markets. Um, the lovely part, if you could
1: it, time markets, other people would be doing it. Well,
0: yeah, the experts would be doing it, mm-hmm. and they'd be beating you to it. But and some of them try, but not not a lot. Even the you know active fund managers are not. In and out of the markets Mm. all the time. The lovely thing about this message is that it's it that um, buy and hold is what they call it. Just buy into a market or into a Kiwi Saver fund or whatever, and stay there is much easier. It's much you don't have to bother about what's going on in the markets. You can get on with reading novels, and (laughs) and, um, you know it's much more interesting. As well as being the
1: best proven strategy it's yes. also the easiest strategy yeah
0: yeah it's not you know there's not many other realms in life where doing less is good mm. you know and most things getting out there and practicing or training makes you better at something but in investing it's really the opposite so, I mean I suppose
1: yeah. if you are happy with the gains you've made and are ready to cash up that's something different right mm-hmm. maybe you feel like you've of done course. pretty well out of the share markets and you know you just want to You're happy to take it
0: yeah you're not, and, you're not
1: planning on coming back in in the future
0: no that's right if you if you're yeah if you want to it, what it should be the decision like that should be driven by what's happening in your life, not what's happening in the markets. Mm. you know, do get the money out and near yeah, blow it on a world trip if that's what you'd been planning to do mm. you know there's nothing wrong with that um as long as you've still got some put away for retirement because you know you don't want to have too too threadbare a retirement but um so you're moving on to when you should move your investments. Um, there's really basically just two two aspects to that. When you're getting nearer to spending the money, it's a good idea to then move it from a higher risk. If Let's say it was in KiwiSaver and you were planning to spend it on buying a first home, or you're over 65 and you're planning to spend it in retirement. Um, as you're getting nearer to that time, then it's a good idea to move from a higher risk to a lower risk investment because you don't want the minute you're going to be spending it to find that the, the market's just dropped and, mm-hmm. and you've got a whole lot less money. So, gradually moving your money down to a lower risk fund as you get closer to spending. And then the other um, time when you should move your money is when you find that your risk tolerance is just not very good. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a wee bit worried that. A lot of New Zealanders in KiwiSaver haven't really had this tested yet because the the global financial crisis happened right after KiwiSaver started, but a lot of people weren't in, in yet, or were in in such a small way they didn't really kind of realise what was going on. I think mm. um, when when people's balance, bank balances or KiwiSaver balances dropped quite a lot. Um, at, at that point of course the balance might have only been $1,000 and they're getting new money coming in now to so pay every every payday anyway and so they just didn't really notice and ever since then the markets have grown pretty well they've kind of wobbled a bit this year but not a lot they kind of dipped a bit but then they've come back up again um, and so there's a, there are a lot of people out there in KiwiSaver in the higher risk funds and that's great for the long term but you haven't really been challenged yet with a decent share market crash. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> um, I shouldn't say decent, with a horrible share market crash. Um, and that that's when you'll sort of learn whether you've got the oh, strength of character, courage, whatever, to stick with that investment.
1: The nerve.
0: Yeah, the nerve is another good word for it. Um, to stick with that investment or whether at that point you're going to say, oh God, I can't cope with um, my balance... Possibly halving. I mean, in a Kiwi KiwiSaver fund, it's pretty hard to imagine it worse than halving. But halving is pretty bad. Mm. You know, if you've got fifty thousand in there and suddenly it's worth twenty five, um, you're going to feel pretty sick about it. And but you've got to stick with it. Tem- and he, temporarily halving. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good way of putting it. Good way of putting it. So I thought just just to um, help people work out. Their risk tolerance, I've stolen some stuff from the good old KiwiSaver fund finder on the Sorted website. Mm. Um, Looking at, there are three questions they get you to to answer, and I really recommend people do it. It's called Find the Right Type of Fund for You. And the first question is about when you plan to spend the money, and we've talked about that. As you get closer to spending it, you want lower risk. But the way they've worded the other two questions are, the first one is, what's most important to you while you're saving? And the three options are getting back at least as much as you put in. And if that's the way you feel, you should be in a low risk fund if you really can't bear the thought of going down, your balance going down ever. Second option is almost certainly ending up with more than you put in, despite some ups and downs along the way. So there's going to be some volatility, but um, your balance should grow over time. And the third option is getting. Likely higher returns over the long term, even if that means big ups and downs in some years. Mm-hmm. So, for people, people can go on the website and have a look at those choices and read them and think about it about which which one. Are you happy it, with
1: the wording of those choices? They're pretty good, yeah. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. As you might have guessed, Jessie, I helped word them. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't guess that actually. <laughs> did you, no. you? No. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's a good way for people to just have a look at and have a little think about. Those three options, and then the other there's one other question which which is along similar lines, but it says what range of gains and losses are you comfortable with mm. over a single year and the first option is no loss but just up to a five percent gain, so you're you you don't you're not prepared to have any losses, mm. and you're content with gaining about five percent. The second option is a ten percent loss up to a twenty percent gain so you are going for higher gains, but you're prepared to have losses sometimes. And the third option is a thirty percent loss to a hundred percent gain, and you know those numbers are used wisely because it'd be I said before, your money could halve. That's very unusual. But at thirty percent, going down thirty percent. So if you've got a hundred thousand in the in KiwiSaver and it drops down to seventy thousand, that is. That not only might happen, but we've got to say will happen mm. in in the more the higher risk KiwiSaver funds at some point yeah. over the decades that you know and it might happen quite a few times um no way to know, but on the other hand, we've got a hundred percent gain that's doubling your money in a single year, and that happens too it has happened in the in the New Zealand share markets and other markets um so you can see that that sort of gives you a feel for the trade off mm. you've got to decide whether you can put out with some losses some years in exchange for getting some big gains other years. That's the big trade-off there. Um, But if if, um, working through that KiwiSaver Fund Finder, you find that you're in the wrong fund for you, the wrong level of risk, which is what this is after. It's not after which provider. There's further questions in there to help you work out which provider to go with. But this is the more important question than which provider you're with is which level of risk you're at. And that that's the one that makes the biggest difference to how much money you end up with. But if you find that you're in the wrong fund and you've got a fair bit of money in KiwiSaver, you might not necessarily want to move your risk straight away, especially if it was a big move from, say, a default fund, which is a conservative fund, mm-hmm up to a growth or aggressive fund which is much higher yeah. growth. Because you might have decided, well, it's I'm I'm a long way off retirement, am I a long way off buying yeah. my first home, or I've already got one. Um, and I can tolerate these big big ups and downs in exchange for, for longer term gains. If that's that's you, it might not be a great idea to move all your money all at once from the low risk fund to a high risk fund. Um, because you might find that tomorrow the markets have actually plunged. I mean, whenever whenever you want to make a big move like that, it's not a bad idea to do it a little bit gradually. And and one way to do that would be to go to your provider and say, can I just put all the new money that's going in to keep my KiwiSaver into, into a higher risk fund? They'll let you have two different funds. So you've got your yeah. current lower risk one, and, but your new money's going into the higher-risk one. Or if you want to get things moving a bit more, you could say, can you please put half of my balance into the higher-risk fund, and then half of it six months down the track, or something like mm. that, rather than moving the... Especially if you've got a lot of money. If you've got, you know, 5000 in there, it's not going to make a whole lot of difference. Mm. But if you've got 100000 in there, you might want to move it a little bit gradually. Yeah, because you could yeah. get really unlucky, right? Yes, you could, mm. yeah, on, on your timing. And, and so it's always quite a good idea to do that gradually. Yeah. Should we share a couple of these letters? Yes, sure, yes. We've got a couple of letters that people have sent in. Um, Both of them are a little bit dated now, but that's all right. Okay. Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, you can, if you've got a question for Mary, send us an email and we'll sort of slot our response into when we cover that particular topic. I've just retired about six months ago and I still do about 12 hours work a fortnight, which takes my pension to almost what I was earning full time. So I'm not strapped for cash at the moment. I invest in ANZ investment funds. I've got 58000 in conservative and $15,000 15, in the balanced fund and 15000 in balanced growth. Up until a few months ago, these were doing extremely well and they're now on their way up again. But I don't know what I should do with these funds. I've set myself minimum amounts the investments can drop to. And with the recent drop, they didn't get to my minimum but came very close. I lost nearly $3,000. When they get to perhaps $5,000 above my minimum, should I take my money out and maybe put it in term deposits? I already have 80000 in term deposits. Gee, I wish I had this retirement plan. <laughs> and put the interest into an internet account and use that if I need any extra money, asks this emailer.
0: Yeah, he—he, he, I'm pretty sure it was a guy. Um He's actually talking about timing the markets without realising it. He, now, there's some good things and some bad things he's doing. So to start with the good ones, he's got term deposits that he can spend in the next few years, and that's great. And then he's got some money in conservative, some in balance and some in growth. So he can gradually, you know, the, after he's spent the term deposit money, he can spend the money that's in the conservative fund. And then he can gradually be, while he's doing that, be moving money down from growth into balanced and balanced into conservative so that as as he gets closer to spending it. So he's done that well. But he's set himself minimum amounts that, that that the fund can, that the balances can drop to, and then he's going to move the money. And that's a real pity. You don't want to move money right after it's fallen. Even if it's just fallen a bit, mm. you don't want to be saying, this is when I'm going to move, because that makes the loss a real loss. It You're, does, yeah. yeah. It, you've, it, while it's just there on paper in the, in the um. Account, it's not a real loss yet. You haven't made it real, but so and it's, he's not talking about big drops either. He's talking about three thousand dollars drop on eighty-eight thousand. So, what I'm saying, what I want to say to him is, if that makes you feel a bit unnerved when you've lost three thousand on eighty-eight thousand, it suggests you're in too much. You've taken too much risk. I would suggest you gradually move your money out of the growth fund and into the balance fund and then some out of the balance into the conservative because I think you're taking too much risk. Or you might just want to watch your balances a bit less. Um, you know, people watch them too closely and then get unnerved yeah. by changes. And, yeah, sometimes it's best just to be, as I say, reading novels and not watching so closely.
1: So the upshot is be in the right fund and stick with it. Mm-hmm. I'm 37, yes. write someone else, and I've, I'm in a KiwiSaver balanced growth fund however i would prefer to be in the growth fund as i've learned through playing around on the Sharesy site that i'm more of an aggressive investor i am confused because of the share market dip around waitangi day since the share markets have dipped a bit would now be the right time to switch or do i wait a bit i have just re- oh that's the end is that the end yes yes, yes that's the
0: end of it. yes yes and i you know congratulations to this young person because they've worked out they're an aggressive investor, they've thought about it and worked out they are in a position to take quite a lot of risk and it's also quite good because this, I can't remember if it was a man or woman but this young person has decided um, that it would be a good idea to move into the into the higher risk funds when the market's gone down and that's a lot better than than doing what our previous one was which was reducing risk when the market's gone down. This person is talking about increasing risk when the market's gone down but he's still he or she is still trying to time the markets, and I think it's not a good idea. Where you where you just cannot know what's going to happen later. So I would just say it's a really good example of moving gradually. By all means, move into the higher risk funds, but but. Do a little bit now and a little bit you know, in three months or six months and a little bit at the end of the year, that sort of thing. Don't string it out forever. You know, within a year is probably good because you want to get on with doing other things but in your life, but uh, just don't move it all at once.
1: Mary, thanks for coming in. It's a
0: pleasure, Jessie. How are we doing on time? Oh, can I throw one more quick one at you? Sure. Just
1: a letter that just came in this afternoon. Yeah. As a private KiwiSaver investor, Why are we unable to purchase KiwiSaver units at a known price, a bit like when we buy or sell other equities like shares? By this, I mean choosing to invest in our scheme while the unit price is low. Uh, This could be seen... Is a similar scenario shifting one's funds between schemes. Um, but uh, so he goes on. So he's asking. He wants to buy at just the right time with KiwiSaver, yeah. but it's hard well, to it's, do, isn't it? That's
0: what I've been saying, really. I mean, there are unit prices. The the most of the KiwiSaver providers use units, and there are prices published probably on their websites. But I wouldn't take any notice of that. That this is somebody once again trying to move money, time it for when prices are Mm. looking good and you just can't know whether they're going to be even better tomorrow or worse tomorrow. And So don't look at prices. Look at what works for you.
1: Great. Thanks, Mary.